It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here tonight with my wonderful co-host, actor, comedian, um, food connoisseur, I would say, um, sunglass prodigy, I would also call him, um, lovely baritone, I've heard you sing maybe two or three times. Uh, fire SoundCloud rapper, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for my co-host, one of my best friends, Alejandro Jeffrey Adrian Mendoza Middleton. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Thank you. And I'd like to uh, um, take this moment to introduce my co-host, a man who needs no introduction. A man of his word is what you are. <laughs> You said no introduction, and boom, no introduction. But you know it does get an introduction. This podcast. Show. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of ICBTB Podcast. My name is Alejandro. And my name is Chris Tane. And uh, Chris Tane, that's a new one. Um, not necessarily. I'd call it old because whenever people text me, they always fuck up, and it's always a typo, and it's C-H-R-I-S-T-A-I-N, and they let it roll. They don't really correct themselves. I know some people that just keep texting me that. You you always comment on the way that I text. You say I have bad texting grammar. You use no punctuation. But I text the way I talk. You do text the way you if talk. If you know how I talk, then you can get how I text. Like, I know you're really laughing when you have 37 ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-has, as opposed to an LOL, and LOL is just kind of like a... Phew. Yeah, I'll just I'll put it in there. An LOL is like a. I don't mean that last sentence. Yeah, basically, it's a, it's another form of JK. It's for a disclaimer. You. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you have no punctuation. It's very blunt. I have spaces and ellipses. Of course, you have spaces. I would be pissed if you, if the only way you texted <laughs> was without spaces. Is just one. I'm gonna long start sentence. texting you without spaces. I'm gonna be pissed. No, I'm gonna delete your number. Don't delete my number. Do you ever do the voice to text thing? No, never. never. Never? It's interesting. You should try it. Do you ever delete numbers in your phone? No, man. Me neither. I have some old, old numbers. numbers, bro. I should. We should. We should go far. We should call our oldest number. Well, there's phone no way book. to check that. Yeah, it'd probably be our it'd mom. Be my mom. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> that's for. Sure. That's for sure. The first number I saved into my phone. What was the first phone you got? Oh man, a shitty LG phone from Verizon that was like a free buy one get three free family package that my parents got. That sounds pretty dope though. As a kid, it worked. Did you get free texting? No. Oh no! Everybody yeah. gets in trouble their first phone that they got. Hell at least in yeah. our generation, dude. I remember when I got my first phone. I remember. Yeah, texting cost it was ten cents a text. Yeah, it was. Oh my gosh, 10 cents a text. And people, girls would give me their phone numbers probably for <laughs> very up. platonic reasons. Okay, who would, te- who would you really be texting? I mean, no, no, these girls, I would try to text these girls. It'd be probably about Come homework because I would have to help them out with a project. Okay. But I would be so excited to text someone other than my mother or father. Be- but it would cost money and my parents wouldn't want me to do it. My nephew recently got his first uh, phone. Dude, isn't your nephew like five? He's seven, but don't be a dick. Um, seven years old, and he's getting a first phone. He might be eight. Anyways, he texts all the time. Does he text you? Yeah. Hey, Theo, Alex. No, he just sends me nonsense, pictures of Pokemon and 
sometimes videos of him in the car and it's pretty that stuff dude it is it will be in a couple of years but right now it's just okay right now it's just like stop it kid like, I know. i'm at work bro I'm at work. I don't want to see you singing the Pokemon song three or four times. I don't need to see another Minecraft song. <laughs> there are songs for Minecraft? Yes. Yes. Dude, I don't know what kids are into nowadays. I'm feeling real old. You know what I'm feeling? What? Like we are 20 minutes deep and not at all talking about the movie. I feel like that's what this entire podcast is. No, this is a movie podcast. It's a movie podcast Where with even, distractions. Even the worst movies can still, still be, be good. good. That's right. So let's, let's that's dive right, guys, into we it. We are still in the introduction part. Yeah, but most of you guys have contacted us saying, hey, we do kind of like your tangents, but we also like the movies. So Alejandro, I have a question for you. What movie did we watch today? Well, actually, technically, I watched a couple of movies today. I watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh-huh. Um, I watched Transformers last night, Nights of the... I don't know. I'd never seen that Transformers. Was it like the fifth installment in the franchise? Six or seven. I don't know. There I, can't I don't be know. that many. Yeah, dude. Um, I have no idea who... And it was like a group of kids now, and like, uh, I don't know, there's Knights and... Because after Shia LaBeouf, it became Mark Wahlberg after Wa- Mark Wahlberg, who... It was who like these was kids. It? Okay, I'm unfamiliar with the franchise. I am also. Also what? Oh, you're also unfamiliar <laughs> with the franchise. The way you end sentences, you do text the way you speak. Because that's how it would be. And I'd be like, also what, Alejandro? Also what? No wonder I'm so bad at Tinder and shit like that. Dude, you know why I don't have Tinder and shit like that? Why? Because I'm bad at fucking texting. I've seen. I like. We've talked about it. You've shown me texts before uh, you send them, and I'm like, "Don't send that, dude. That could mean anything and everything." God, I hate my generation. I'm. So, I was born in the wrong. I should have been an '80s baby. You think so? Totally, bro. You would have been a great '80s baby. I would have killed it in the '90s. Some people told me they tell me that I should have been born in the '50s and '60s, but also racism. Mm. We watched a movie called The Interview. The Interview. It's rated R. Mm-hmm. It was released in 2014 and has a runtime of one hour, 52 minutes, or for Melissa, 112 minutes. Christian, it has a rating of 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the equivalent rating it has on Metacritic. So that's another 52%. I like how much you have to explain this to me. It's very charming. Yeah, well... So- one of us went to college. Would you like to guess? It's uh, <laughs> a good joke, actually. I'll give that to you. It's really good. Thank you. Okay. Uh, would you like to guess what percentage of Google users uh, approve of this film? 91%. Am I spot on? Uh, you know what? I'll give it to you. You'll give it to me? What I'll is it? I'll give it to you. 92? 90%. 90. Ooh, that's pretty good. If it was Price is Right, you'd lose. Yeah. Are, so I'm, I need to ask. Are okay. we playing Price is Right rules when we do this? You know what? Fuck it, it's our show. You took the words right out of my mouth. Gotcha. Um, do you remember this movie? Yeah, man. Everyone remembers this <laughs> I movie. Just, I just watched it. And well, I even mean, like, when do it you remember out. like when like the big hoopla? Yeah, hoopla! dude. Hoopla! Um, it was pulled from its original theatrical release because um, it's it's very inflammatory of the sense that we're making fun of North Korea and they got them nukes. But also, there was a lot of data hacking. Of the intellectual property of Sony, so yeah, a lot of cool, a lot of crazy shit came out. Yeah, man. Um, but we can get to that once we get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Let's do it. We're gonna jump right into it. 
Here's the synapses coming at you. Right at you. Right at you. Right at you. Dave Skylark and his producer Aaron Rappaport are a team behind the popular tabloid TV show Skylark Tonight. After learning that North Korea's Kim Jong-un is a huge fan of the show, they successfully set up an interview with him, hoping to legitimize themselves as actual journalists. However... As Dave and Aaron prepare for their journey to Pyongyang, the CIA steps in, recruits them, and assigns them to an incredible mission. Assassinate the dictator. Uh, What an incredible plot for a movie. I think it's so original. I think it's so fucking funny. Budget of the movie? Oh, the budget. I'm going to go with $115 That's how much it costs to make the movie? How much it cost? $44 million to make the movie. 44 Damn, man. I'm really bad with what, with currency and whatnot. I was yeah. just thinking because of all the explosions and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know where they filmed this? Canada. By any chance? In Canada? Mostly in Canada. Wow. Okay. Wouldn't have gone that. My mom was asking, did they actually film in North Korea? No. Mom, no. And she was like, at when, when the movie starts, it's um, a bunch of news co- about dave skylark and they talk about yeah. north korea she was like is this real what's going on <laughs> this is real. yeah she sat down on the couch and she thought it was news my favorite part is um well okay real quick and then uh it made do you want to guess how much it made um so 44 million is how much it uh used i'm gonna say it made but it didn't it lost this theatrical release i'm gonna say 90 million hmm. how much 12 12.3 million dollars. So it lost a lot. A lot of money. This well, movie was a horrible, horrible flop. Well, because it went straight to DVD and streaming services and so Although I will say, and I guess we can jump into it now. Um there is a uh like I guess semi conspiracy theory that a lot of that was employed just to make this movie the biggest VOD release because before this Ooh. movie came out, video on demand releases weren't really legitimized like no one really cared about it even now no one makes big releases on on videos on demand initially they're all going to theaters yeah. but it is getting a lot more popular and is getting a lot busier and there are more big name actors who are doing direct to vod releases yeah and i would have to say i think this is one of the first films that had i mean i watched it on youtube when it first came out yeah i mean it was, it was released in 2014 and that was around the rise of the streaming services really recruiting some A-list oh, for actors, sure. dude. For sure. And so for this to have become available online with heavy hitters such as Seth Rogen and James Franco, it was a big deal. They knew they were going to make some money and that um, they were going to capitalize on something from it being pulled from theaters. And it worked because I watched it the week it dropped. Yeah. I was I, so yeah. excited. I think I might have watched it that weekend, that opening weekend of it. Yeah, man. I was looking forward to it. I think it's a really funny premise. I think you should always make fun of dictators because they're fucking assholes. Hell yeah. And that it's not, um, you're not like um, glorifying them. You're proving how stupid and silly they are. Look at Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit is a fine testament of making fun of terrible dictators. Look at Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator. Amazing, yeah. So the uh, I think this movie did a good fucking job recruiting and hiring Randall Park. As Kim Jong Un, so funny, man. He does make a, he doesn't really look like him. No, he not at make all. A, he does make a good. He does make a. Funny they just gave character. him a fat suit. Um, let's let's go. Let's jump into it. The movie does open with the uh, Skylark Tonight. Yes. Segments. It does. And it opens with Eminem. Oh, so funny immediately, and the fact that these two guys are friends enough with Eminem to have him do something like that for a movie. 
Where Eminem is like, uh, the the joke is, they're reading his lyrics to him. Yeah. And Eminem's like, yeah, you know, I just like, I put that stuff in there because like, you know, I'm gay or whatever. Yeah. And like literally, James Franco and Seth Rogen are like, wait, what? What the fuck just happened? Because he just says ha- it so nonchalantly. And he just keeps moving on as if people would already know. He's, and James Franco's like, wait, what, what did you say? I'm gay. Really? And Seth Rogen and all the people backstage are freaking the fuck out. I feel like, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that you might have predicted that I was going to bring this up. Bring it up. I'm Seth Rogen, yep. and you're James Franco. Of course. Easily. Well, the shit that they say. You think I would fall in love with it? You think I'd fall for the ploy of a dictator? Not the ploy. No, no. There, see, there are certain things. There are certain things because you're so... You would fall for the niceties of a dictator, I think. Maybe. I was saying, I was thinking to myself, fuck, dude. I, I think I just really like Randall Park. And it was, In the beginning, when you first saw them get to North Korea, we were like, oh, look how nice North Korea is. With look. the fat kid uh-huh, eating. And the, and the fake Whole Foods. Yeah, the fake grocery store. Um, he was really trying to make it charming. Um, I do think it's funny uh, in the beginning when they have uh, that journalist party for Seth Rogen. Yes. And he meets up with all... Uh, he sees Anders. Anders home From uh, Workaholics. Yep. There. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like... Um, they went to college together, right? Or, yes. And he's like, oh, yeah, I work at, over at 60 Minutes. I'm a senior producer now. Yeah. And the guy's like... It, Seth Rogen says, well, dude, uh, you know, uh, Dave Skylark's uh, show is going really well. Like, look at us graduating from the same college and, like, here meeting each other at the same place with, like, similar positions. And, and Anders Home is like, ah, you know. Yeah, they're positions. Yeah, they're kind, they're kind of the same, but not. And, and he goes like, oh, yeah, I forgot that you really fucking built 60 Minutes. It's a real... Yeah, Seth Rogen has some heavy-hitting comebacks. Of course he does. He wrote the fucking movie. Fuck yeah. He and Evan Goldberg, what else do you expect? I expect more dick jokes. Although, there was <laughs> quite a bit of dick jokes. There's a lot, man. <laughs> like they, Seth Rogen literally sticks... Uh, what, what is it? He sticks some rice in... Or the... The fucking... Ricin? the The thing holding the rice in, the poison, up his ass. The the like drone the drone he's there's the, the word package for it. the package the package so I was gonna get to that but uh, I we'll guess, get there okay. we could get there organically so Chip Chip Skylark I I want to keep calling him Chip Skylark from a uh, fairly odd parents yeah the the pop star singer yeah Chip Skylark I know it's not I know it's Dave Skylark but I do like Chip Skylark I think Chip Skylark's a great name yeah it's it's definitely superstar potential um uh, anyways so they get word that Kim Jong-un loves this film, um, loves the... Dave Skylark. Show. Yeah. Kim Jong-un is a crazy character in himself. Kooky. Almost instantly, uh, the first time you see him, he's knocking on Dave Skylark's room that he's provided in North Korea. He is living in this like quasi-mansion fortress prison. Yeah. And then inside is everything you can imagine. Like it's like they got a, a huge garage with a tank. Yes. They got like a basketball so many court nice with, cars. A, with a bar. Yeah. Yeah, hell of concubines. Like they got they got it all. Yeah, and Kim Jong Un is such a big fan. He is so nervous to meet Me- Dave Skylark. He hands him a bust. A bust of himself, a bust of Dave Skylark, and it's so ugly. Have you ever seen that bust of Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, the one the mistake the mistake that they made yeah and it's so it's, that's exactly how it was you know what's funny about kim jong-un is like you know when they wrote this originally it was for his dad and then his dad died uh-huh and so they just kind of like put in his son and then they realized that the, kim jong-un was like the same age 
as Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg. Uh-huh. So they thought it would be funny if, like, you know, what, what it would be like to meet somebody who's their own age and a dictator and, you know, stuff like and that. And they tried to make it, like, buddy-buddy. Exactly. But like, he is actually, you know, like a normal person. We're not a, a normal person. He is a semi normal. I mean, he was a fan of the like the '98 Bulls, uh-huh. and like that's why um, Dennis Rodman went over there to go talk to him because he was a fan of the Bulls and shit. And, Dude, like, it's wild. He loves American basketball. The question for you: Yeah, if by the very infinitesimal uh, chance that Kim Jong uh, Un listens to this, and he's like, "I'm a big no fan," way. no way. Would you interview him? No way. Do you bro. think you would have the capacity, the mental? Do you, Do you think you would have the capability to interview him? No. No, I would. I would not want to. I think he uh, doesn't even get. I think the internet is so censored, especially as censored as it is for the people of North Korea. Yeah. I think the person who gets the most censored internet is Kim Jong Un. Probably him. I think his his officials and the people below him are all like, we can't let this guy fucking really know what Donald Trump is saying. Like Yeah, oh my god. There's no way he's getting mainline Twitter, bro. No, no, um, no. Um, he'd be pissed the fuck off. He'd do something about it. I do think it's interesting that, you know, his dad was an interesting person who had like weird things. He made people believe like the the no peeing and pooping thing that the joke that they make. Yeah. That was his dad. His dad used to tell people that he was which I think is poop. wild, and people would understand it. I like the joke that they play here. Um, the Asian girl that Seth Rogen likes. She like is so like, well, of course he doesn't. He he efficiently burns off his like, Yeah, energy. he says he works so hard that he burns everything from the inside. And he says, <laughs> does he have no butthole? He has no need for a he butthole. He has no need for a butthole. And he's like, you tell me he doesn't have a butthole. I love, <laughs> I, okay, this is kind of me. If I like kind of like get a weird joke and I think you're like being weird about it, I will keep hammering him back. You tell me he's got no butthole? Yeah. You're saying he's got no butthole. Yeah. You will keep prying into that because you'll think it's so fun. You are James Franco in that sense, dude. Another interaction between the two that made them, that made me think of them as us was when they were in the office and Dave Skylark was super fucking happy with uh, his numbers with like Rob Lowe being bald and Eminem coming out as gay. Uh, James Franco keeps saying to Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. they hate us because, because they, they ain't anus. us. And then Seth Rogen's like, anus? What's anus have to do with this? They hate us because they ain't us. Because you always do that. You always bring up a phrase. And when, when you know it's funny, to you at least, you'll keep saying it until, until it really pisses me off. Well, I'm be- I've been told recently that apparently making up um, phrases and words isn't a sign of Stop. intelligence. <laughs> Can you stop? It's not. Oh, it's not a sign of. I think it is. It's not, dude. It's. It's not. You could make up anything. Make up a word right now. Debatable. Debatable. Mm-hmm. Or so, tomato you know, bowl. Do you, you know, you <laughs> a know, bowl exactly. of tomatoes. I'll tell you something. Okay, sidebar, real quick. I'll tell you something that I did learn. What about the word helicopter? Oh, it's uh. You posted this. I saw this, but you want to tell the listeners. I want to tell you. Okay, tell me. What are the two words that make up a helicopter? Well, a heli it's like a it's a a Roman root for wings, <laughs> right? For flying? No, heli and copter don't mean anything. Those two words separate don't make they're not actually words. Heli doesn't mean anything. No? And copter doesn't mean anything. Okay, go. Go. Tell what, me. It's two Latin words. Two Latin words. Helico. Helico and, and then ter. Like pterodactyl, P T E R. That's ter. what it was. Which I do think is incredible. Uh, helico means spinning wing, mm-hmm. and ter means one, one wing. Wow. So it's a spinning one wing. But I do think it's a 
a good educated guess to think that those are the the prefix is heli and then copters the it, it is that's what most people would think until you yeah. really think about it and those aren't words yeah okay well now that it's broken down those i do think that's aren't I'm not arguing with you. Okay. Back to the movie. Back, Back to, to reality. The movie. Oh, hit the there ground goes running. gravity. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> that's the most. That's the most we've almost been on the same wavelength, <laughs> but at the same time, so far apart. <laughs> oh man. Um. So they get to North Korea, and they're getting, and before they get to North Korea. Well, first Seth Rogen goes to North Korea, right? He gets like picked up by the Asian girl, and they like bring him all the way. Do they bring him all the way to North Korea, or they bring him just no, to China? No, Seth Rogen <laughs> meets them, uh, however many kilometers east of some city in China, and he prepares badly. He takes like the train. <laughs> he walks to this location. He's like, he's, he even tells when they leave because they fly a helicopter yeah. in and they fly a helicopter out, and he's like, uh, "I prepared poorly for this." He's like, um, he, "I need water. Not, I need water. I need you have a water bottle. I, I see it." Snack. And then they drop the, the tiny small water bottle. Water bottle. And it's yeah. He brought nothing. <laughs> he passes out on the floor. I will say that the Asian girl that Suk, I believe is her name, yeah. the Asian girl that he falls in love with, very attractive. Um, I just came across the, the, the quote, he does not have butthole. He has no need for one. He has no need for one. I love that. There are a lot of quotable lines. So the movie. CIA comes and picks him up. Uh, the CIA girl, I, I'm not a huge fan of her, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I know that actress. I forget her she, name. But... She took over her, her different actress in Now You See Me Too. Uh huh. Yeah, not as good. Oh, she Aunt Vivved it. Do you know what I mean by that? Um, she's a black woman. No, not necessarily. Do you know? Did you watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know how they swapped Aunt Viv? Oh, like the guy from Bewitched. Exactly. Exactly. They just kind of switched them out, mm. and they just crossed their fingers and hope we don't notice. Anyway. Yep. Um, Why don't you like her? How come you don't like the CIA lady? Man, man, man. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. That but well, she's just like oh, a okay. Mm-hmm. Is um, that in terms of looks or her acting chops? Mm-hmm. You're answering nothing, dude. Mm-hmm. Are you a Pokemon? Because mm-hmm. that's all you're saying. Mm-hmm. Follow up question: If you're a Pokemon, what would your name be? Um, I think my name would be Igalta. <laughs> <laughs> no one would want you, dude. What? No one would want I would that look Pokemon. Like an eagle. I would look like an eagle, except. I could shoot lasers out of my eyes and and ice out of my feet. <laughs> You're, you are like the Pokemon card that everyone looks past. Like, no, we don't want any more I'm a, of this. I'm a legendary Pokemon. No, fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck that. What, what's your Pokemon name? My, I would be uh, Slap Punch. Slap Punch? <laughs> yeah, and I would look like a big Samoan Pokemon, but in Pokemon form. Racist. Not racist at all. I already look Samoan. Do you think the Pokemon world is kind of sad? Because do you think some of these animals want to like have a free life? Because some of the Pokemon get to like work and live in the city and be cool. Yeah. And other ones have to like fight to the death. You know what I like to think about? Because I have thought about that as a kid. I was like, oh no, they're trapped in a Pokeball. But what if 
inside of the Pokeball. They have like a couch and a TV. And it's, it's like a, paradise. Why, why did dude? I think that also? Because kids thought about this stuff. We were so into the franchise. I always thought like when they go into the Pokeball, yeah. there's like a couch in there and it's like it's a cool little hangout. But also now as an adult, now I think like, no, no, no. They just turn into like digital zeros and ones. You think they're just code? Yeah. You think they're just That's going in the ball? Look at the, like in the cartoon when they like they turn into like lasers. I mean there's some technology over there. They at, turn into code, bro. In indigo, indigo uh world I forget what the anyway. Indigo plateau? Yeah. Do you think what? Kim Jong un ever played Pokemon? No. I bet you, he did. You think he did? Fuck yeah. How old is he right now? Thirty late thirties. Okay, and Pokemon came out roughly thirty years ago. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, sure. I'll venture to say yes. I bet you he grew up in like the only spoiled, privileged life in North Korea, right? He's probably one of the only kids who actually got the stuff he wanted. He got all the toys that he wanted just because his father was a huge dictator. Apparently his father was the son of the sun. So there, yeah, there's a lineage of three, right? Yeah, he was born from sunlight. Oh, son of the sun. Yeah. That's what they were spreading? Yeah, the Un family is uh, their descendant of sunlight. That's a load of horse shit, man. And also his dad was the number one importer of Hennessy when he was alive. His dad's ratchet. He just wanted a bunch of Hennessy. Yeah. Gosh, there is one thing um, about... North Korea? No, uh, I don't want to go off on a side tangent about Hennessy. I just... No, I, yeah, because yeah. I got nothing to say about it. Hennessy's no, gross. Let's just go. Um, it does actually... Hennessy's good if you're make, making mixed drinks. It does I actually... believe it, that. It can make a good sidecar because of the sweetness of it. Uh, and you can kind of have some fun with it. But, but if it's the only thing that you drink and that you order and that you bring to parties, like, just... Expand just vomit in my mouth and leave. Uh, don't do that. Just leave. You ever vomit in someone's mouth? Never. No, I dated a girl once who did that. Not to me. <sighs> I don't want to know that. Uh, anyways, I looked up a couple crazy things about North Korea. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pot is legal apparently in North Korea. That's a weird thing for a place that is so locked down. They're like, but yeah, you could just fucking smoke. Uh, and homosexuality. Would you, really? like to, would you like to guess what 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 the homosexuality, what the status is in in North Korea? Um, what do you mean, what the status is? Yeah, well, I mean, what the like the percentage of gay like, people? Yeah, in... Do you think it's legal? Do you think it's illegal? Oh, um, in North Korea, no, it's a. Uh, I say it. I would guess that would be illegal. It's actually uh, not either. They actually have no concept of homosexuality in North Korea. What is that? They just like don't think. That like it's been bred out of their thought process. Oh, the one defector who came from North Korea who was gay when when it was explained to him that he was gay. Yeah, he explained to us that he thought he had a neurological disorder. Oh my goodness! That he thought that there was something wrong with him. That's why he. Liked. So it was so shooed out of North Korean society that they just, like something's wrong yeah, with me. They literally just like don't even have a concept of homosexuality in North Interesting, Korea. as opposed to here where it's just a regular thing. Yeah, because you know people are people. Yeah. Um. um what else was crazy about North Korea? Dude, I think what's insane is how much we kind of like... $800 million in fucking uh, nuclear program. I think it's ridiculous. $800 and, and then they million. Took $200 million in UN food aid because they didn't have enough money to feed their citizens. Yeah, it's really fucked up. You spent quadruple the amount that you borrowed just to feed your people. At least we don't need to borrow money from the UN when we spend so much money on no, our No, not at all. And at least our army works, dude. I think it's funny how much money North Korea puts into their missiles and they're like, we can now reach Japan. And we're like, uh oh. Oh, good, good for you. Oh, the you. closest country to you, huh? Yeah. Uh, good job, North Korea. 
Fuck, dude. I, I, I just it. North Korea sounds like a myth to me. You don't think so? They think they are following the directions of a the sun. God, the sun. They think they they've they never heard of sun. astronomy. They don't understand how the universe works and that the sun is just the star. That, fuck it. I don't want to jump. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, because that's uh, yeah, those are some crazy leaps in. Uh, that's North Korea, man. Look, here's the thing about this film: is when this movie came out, they freaked out and they were like, "Well, if this movie comes out, we're gonna blow up America. We're gonna kill." I remember hearing about that. They were uh, like, "This movie's gonna kill us all." And movie theater. That's why movie theaters refused to show it in their yeah. In their, and, They're like, we don't want to piss off that dictator. But uh, but at the end of the day, most a lot of places ended up still showing it because also fuck north korea we're not dude fuck north korea and also with comedy you gotta take risks like that that's why this movie i think is really good because it's such a uh an a risky uh original plot you know what do you think the riskiest joke is that they make here oh Uh, that's i think it's killing the tiger and using the bullet up to (laughs) Go up, set you think that's butt. the riskiest? That's the one? craziest thing. Like of all the things that happen in this movie, killing the tiger is such like a, a random thing to. Like, it is random. I wouldn't say it's risky though. Well, because like they could, there's I don't know, there's there could have been anything else. Yeah, could have been a guard. Could have been. I did think it was funny though. Oh, well, we kind of known that this. You know, from the beginning that the base reality of this movie is just fucking. It's kooky. It's kooky as hell. Right off the bat. Yeah, man, Eminem coming out as gay and them freaking the fuck out, and it's it's uh first of all the very opening scene is a little girl <laughs> uh, singing in Korean in oh, North Korea, and the subtitles they, are just so offensive to Americans. How much do they hate America? Yeah, exactly. Man, um, do you think margaritas are gay? Christian, hey, what? Somebody tell you margaritas were gay? No, no. Why do you ask? Well, you 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 brought it up, buddy. I don't. Oh, I thought we were doing a bit, dude. <laughs> I no, I don't think margaritas are gay. I think they're actually. I think they're very delicious. Mm-hmm. You know why I'm asking, right? Yeah, it's from the fucking movie. Okay, dude. I I can't read your sarcasm. When you wear those sunglasses, it's it's hard to read your social cues. But I should also remember it's fucking you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. No, I I think margaritas are actually one of the um, manliest drinks. Why is that? You want to expand on that? Because tequila. Uh, no, nah, actually, drinks are non-gender uh, specific. They're just drinks. Yeah, I think margaritas can taste. I'll good. tell you it, what is a uh, gay margarita. What? Like a strawberry foo-foo-y light up margarita. That is. Oh, that where is, they put the light up cubes. Yeah, in that's there? pretty gay. Hey, don't act like you've never been to Disneyland. Never you said bought. that I wouldn't had it. I didn't <laughs> say that I wouldn't drink it. Yeah, dude. I just said it was pretty good. Don't act, but like when you go to Vegas and you get one of those like yeah. uh, the Fat Tuesday Slurpees. Fat Tuesdays, and they're like. Do you want it to light up? Because we got these light up ice cubes. I do. And like, do you want to buy all the refills now for the rest of your trip? And like, I, I, I also want I to do, do that as, as well. Please let, let me do that. Sign here, here. Here's your credit card for Fat Tuesdays. Okay. Thank you so much. $300 <laughs> worth it. Um, um, yeah, no, I don't think margaritas are good. You, want, you know what the margarita is based on? No. What? The sidecar. The sidecar? It's the drink. It came out before the margarita. Oh, did. okay. I was li- literally thinking about the sidecar. Like that a, is attached to a motorcycle. Mm, a motor carriage. Yeah, motor carriage. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's based on the sidecar. It's a fun fact for you there, guys, in case you like drinking booze. Well, you're a mixologist. so I mean, I'm not a mixologist. Stuff. Well, you are an ex-bartender. Yes. that Because you do need a certification to be called a mixologist. Yeah, you need to be an asshole to be called a mixologist. 
you're right on track, dude. <laughs> no, you're 99% of the way not there. Not that kind of asshole. You need to be a pretentious <laughs> douchebag to call yourself a mixologist. Really? Yep. Being a bartender, what level of asshole do you need to be? Like a regular bartender. You just have a thick skin. Oh, thick skin. People are going to say shit to you, complain, and throw insults at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's, is it hard to be a bartender or a server? No, i got monkeys doing it in Japan. Bartending? Everything. They got a whole restaurant run by monkeys in Japan. I used to tell people that when I would train them. I'd be like, hey, just don't take this shit too seriously because like, they got do monkeys it. doing this shit in Japan. And be like, okay. Yeah, you know. We're um, all replaceable. Um, speaking of replaceable... So when Kim Jong Un died in this film, spoilers. Damn. Should I not have said that? No, I guess it's it's expected. That's why North Korea wanted to blow up America was because we all knew Kim Jong Un died in this film. I love that. I do scene. think it was interesting though uh-huh. that in all the hacks that North Korea had and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it came out that he died, but we didn't know how he died until the movie came out. Yep. And I That's loved it. Good marketing. Great marketing. Good, good strategy there, guys. Um, so break it down for us. So it gets really fucking crazy toward the last few moments of the movie. Okay, so James Franco ends up befriending Kim Jong Un because they yes. end up having like really close connections. They're to, playing basketball with each other. They, they to the point where James Franco doesn't want to kill him anymore. So Seth Rogen takes it upon himself to kill Kim Jong Un. Uh huh. And he goes to reach out and shake his hand with this like poison. The ricin strip. A ricin strip in his hand to get him. And right as he's about to grab Kim Jong-un's hand, James Franco jumps in front. He's like, no, you don't want to do that, Kim. <laughs> he's a Jew. And Kim Jong-un's response is, gross. Gross. And they just like walk away. And I think that's one of the funniest things. Like, Seth Rogen's like, what the fuck? What like, the it's, fuck? It's such a funny, quick little like out of nowhere joke. that it, it, It's a big Seth Rogen joke for sure. Oh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was hilarious. He's a Jew. I, I just like how much... How ignorant they made Kim Jong-un to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just so... He, they make him like the worst kind of dictator, but also like into pop culture. That's the best part. The, his uh, obsession with pop culture. Uh, his obsession with... Which I think with, is pretty real. Yeah. Dude, people that don't live in America, I'm going to talk about the Philippines, for example. Talk about the Philippines. The, the Philippines wants been. so badly to be America in so many different ways. And I know that's a heavy statement. And I that's know... A, that's a, uh egregious statement to make, especially for a place... That you know nothing of. Um, what the Philippines? Yeah, I don't know too well, but from what I've seen from their pop culture, I'm talking. I'm talking about in the realm of pop culture. My mom is always playing TFC, and that's an acronym for the Filipino cha- channel. If uh, you're unaware, what does it stand for? Uh, the Filipino channel. What's that? What's the letters? TFC. You really wanted me to explain that for 15 seconds. Um, and uh, in if you just watch. One hour of TFC, you're gonna you're gonna get it. All of the actors in the soap operas that they're playing, uh-huh. they are light skinned. They got sharp noses. They look very westernized, or they're mixed with a different race. Can I can I get a role? You could easily get a role, dude. If you were to go there, if you were to learn a little bit of Tagalog, if you were to learn the important phrases, shoot. What? Did that sound like? No, dude. It sounded like you were poorly beatboxing and dying at the same time. Yeah, if you worked on it. What were you gonna say? Um, they got white people in some soap operas doing the worst acting, the absolute worst acting. And they're just speaking in English. They're not even speaking in Tagalog, but you know they hired this guy because he was a fairly good-looking white dude. Um, one of my favorite lines, I, I want to get back to the movie. Let's get back to the movie. One of my favorite lines is by Dave Skylark. Because at one point, Kim Jong-un gives him a puppy. 
Oh my gosh. And he is falling in love with this puppy. Who does he say it looks just like? He's like, it looks just like. Um, oh, fuck. Who is it? Does it say? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> You're just going to leave it at that? Yeah, we're going to leave it at that. Uh, but he gets his puppy and then they're like trying to escape from the building. He's like, oh, wait, the puppy. Yeah, he runs back for the puppy. And for the last 10 minutes of the film, he's, there's explosions while he's trying to save a puppy. Oh, God. James Franco. Uh, you know, I actually. Um, Saw James Franco once. Oh, you want to talk about that? Kind of. Okay, tell us. I went to go see that Harry Potter play when it was in New York, when it was uh, on Broadway. Yeah. And uh, sitting in front of me, like one, and one row in front of me, like maybe two, three rows to the left, seats uh-huh. to the left, James Franco, bro. And did you say anything to that guy? Uh, no, I looked at him and smiled, and then he like looked at me. And then when we left... I had a bag of trash in my hand, so I went back to go throw the trash in the recycle. And guess who's standing next to the trash can? James Franco. Wow. Throw my bag in the trash. He looks to see what I threw away in the trash because James Franco is interested in my life. I don't think so. Well, I think so. I think this is my theory. Hmm. I think he turned around to see how close he was to the trash. And if there was anything gross next to it, he would probably move. That's all it was. I don't think... What, do you do that? Do you stand next to trash cans? I think he's interested in my life. No. What, do you observe what other people throw away? You're like, hmm. Wow, a whole burrito. Wow, this person only ate one Pop-Tart and threw the other one away. Why buy two pretzels if you're not going to eat both of them? It's odd. This person threw away an unopened ketchup packet. Um, Would you ever go to North Korea to like... If you go, if you somehow got a visa to check it out, would you go? To, would you go see what it was like? Nah, dude. I wonder. I wonder if there are places that are semi livable. You know what I mean? Because like, I imagine it would be like going to, to Cuba in the eighties. Yeah. You know, Cuba in, in the seventies, mm-hmm. where it wouldn't be the best. Or I don't know. What is the currency comparison from U.S. dollars to Korean currency? Do you know? By any, I don't even. I, I don't even know if it even like can can be. If we could convert it. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to have North Korea. That's just money. how many restrictions there are on the flights. Yeah, it's not really no, a hot yeah. vacation spot, dude. <laughs> no, not a lot of flights going into Pyongyang, that's for sure. Yeah, not a lot of flights going anywhere right now. Damn, yeah. <laughs> that got real. Um, I like the scene where Suk was uh, getting very aggressively sexy with Seth Rogen. And it's Seth like, Rogen. Oh, you're so hairy. So hairy. I love it. You're like a bear. Screaming. I was scared of her. Your nipples are so pink. We've talked about fear boners in the past. Boy, boy, boy. Fear boner for Suk. Suki. Suki. I don't know. Where I was don't going say some that. racist porn yeah, hub. Sorry. Clickbait thing. That was bad. <laughs> suki, suki, long time. That's I'm, what you would I'm say. I'm still recovering from the bad coronavirus joke that we'll probably cut out. <laughs> probably, dude. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was wondering where you're going with that. Um, yeah, no, I liked her, and I liked that she became a good guy at the end. Uh, of course she did, because she wanted to be Seth Rogen's girlfriend. No, she didn't. Because Do you think that she just used him? She, uh, honey, she honey-dicked him. Yeah, she. I think she honey-dicked you honey, him. You honey-potting me? You honey-potting me? You honey-dicking him? You honey-dicking him? We're not honey-potting you, and he's not getting honey-dicked by me. Free listeners out there will define honey-dicking and honey-potting. Okay, go ahead. All right. Um, to honey-pot means to use one's attractive looks to kind of manipulate and lure someone into doing something for them. Specifically a female to a man. Specifically a female to a man. Or honey-dicking. Uh-huh. 
using a good-looking man to manipulate a woman. Now, are you a honey dick? No. Are you sure? I don't manipulate women. If I did, I'd get way more poon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I- <laughs> <laughs> You're like the only person that still calls it poon. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're like the only person that says poon and tail. I say tail. I've heard you say it before. Like, oh, I'm gonna go get some tail. More people say poon tang than poon. When have I ever? Hang on. When I when have I ever said tail? At some point, man, bro, that don't get you enough tail. That sounds like you. That, that, that sounds pretty on brand. Yeah, actually. you're pretty. You don't get you no tail, bro. You're so defensive at the point because you know it's a possibility. It's because I don't. I'm not really 100 percent sure, actually. Yeah, you know it's somewhere in your vocabulary. I had a friend who's trying to tell me all my little like mannerisms that I'm doing, and he, some of them he gets right, but some of them he gets really wrong, and that's the end of that story. Um, so just fifty-fifty with you? Yep. Yeah. Well, you have such a distinct personality that it's kind of easy to dissect you. Do you have a best person on set award? Uh, it's gonna go to James Franco. Well, you're gonna have to pick a different one. Why? Because that's yours. Yeah. It's James Franco does it so well. It's either going to be him or Seth Rogen. And I'm not going to say that those are cop-outs because I full-heartedly believe that they were the driving forces at the forefront of this project. I pick Randall Park. Ooh, that's a good one. He did probably have one of the toughest jobs. Because he plays an interesting character because there's one way to play a, a dictator. It's one way to do a dictator SNL style and yeah. just make everything a joke and everything's over the top and ooh, look at me. I'm dressed funny and I'm doing a bad accent. Yeah. And it's another thing to actually have this nuanced character where you do actually think think how he's thinking in, in a way, you know? I think Randall Park really was able to create this uh, create this full fully developed person yeah who just so happened to be a ruthless dictator at the same time i wouldn't even say it's a caricature of kim jong-un of course it's it is so, of course uh i would no i wouldn't say oh. a caricature it's it's like someone completely different there's a, a lot more thought put into it because kim, we all know that kim jong-un is nothing like that it's sure. a joke of him yeah a caricature uh means that it is an exaggeration of someone. Thank you. This is not an exaggeration of Kim Jong-un. This is just a different version of Kim Jong-un. A joke of Kim Jong-un. I wonder what he's like because I bet you what he was like when he met Dennis Rodman was way different than what he was like when he met Donald they Trump. They just fucking talk sports, man. Sports. I, I, like I He doubt... must have been like a kid in a candy shop when he met Rodman. And then yeah. like, have you seen when he's with Donald Trump? Like, it's so weird. The react, the interactions they have. No, I, I wouldn't want to see that. They both don't know how to talk to people. They both don't know how to interact with people. Uh-huh. Donald Trump knows how to talk to people, but like one-on-one, what the fuck are you going to talk to Donald Trump about? Hey, how was Coughing the- Coughing and puss. How was The Apprentice? Yeah, why do you like to- Oh my God, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. You know what's going to be great? What? The, the season of The Apprentice when Donald Trump finally stops being president. When he comes back to television, do you know how great- that show, whatever fucking show he comes back to when uh-huh. he's done being president, is going to be the greatest reality show in the history of television. Because you know he's going to jump back into it. He's going to have no brain cells left. He's, he's going to be, be so stupid. He's yes. going to be so dumb and, and 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 thoughtless. Oh, man. It surprises me that he's gone this far. I'll vote for Bernie just so I can get to that TV show sooner. Dude, did you see um, that Elizabeth Warren was on SNL? Yes. Uh, I want to watch that. 
because um, she just jumped straight into it after she dropped out of the election. She's like, finally, I can say what I want to say. Yeah, there's no more pressure. Well, there's always pressure for senators. Um, That's true. Um, so your B pos is Randall Park. Randall my B pos. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna choose a uh, James Franco dude. James Franco was so silly without it being cringy or over the top. Honestly, that scene where he says they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> I could watch that over and over and over again. Uh, I I could watch the scene where they strip search Seth Rogen over and over again. Over and over. And, okay, so they have to so. I do want to explain this a little bit. They have one arson strip and they're like, you only have one, which is not like the CIA or the American government at all. Yeah. They always, always, always have Multiple. A, a backup plan and a plan C and a plan D. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not like the American government for them to be like, all right, you get one arson strip. Don't fuck it. Don't up. fuck it up. I think it's funny that James Franco was thinking, well, he, his prior priorities are all over the place. He's going to say, Kim Jong-un knows that I take fashion risks. I can't he, have this. This is a literal douchebag. This is a literal douchebag. And now he has this like the, Gucci the, bag. Yeah, he said the aerodynamics are all off. He's like, I'm not going to walk with this. So he, so anyways, he puts the arson strip in a pack of gum. Uh-huh. Of course, the bag gets searched when he gets to North Korea. The guard takes out the pack of gum, oh, takes shit. out that we single even strip, about the guards. pulls out the arson strip, and eats it. He and eats both it. of them are like, Ooh. oh my God. They're like, he's chewing hey. it. And... For the rest of the movie, they're constantly like, hey, how are you feeling? Is everything okay? Are you doing all right? And he's like... The guard is saying, you asking me about how I'm feeling is making me suspicious of you. And so finally... And, and they're doing a bunch of stuff. The guard keeps turning up. And so when Seth Rogen... Uh, because they have to get a new arson strip, uh-huh. the government shoots a, a package down to him. That's what kills the tiger. That's yeah. what Seth Rogen has to hide up his butt. And then he gets captured by the guards and they strip search him. But they don't, of course, they don't look up his butt. But he's like, is this what you wanted to see? And he's like shaking. And he shakes. That is something I used to do when I was fat. Uh, I hope the the face swap that you do is you on Seth Rogen's naked body. I could do that. You're giving me ideas right now. Sometimes it gives. It takes me a while to think of like, uh, I what, like should I, what should I face swap? I you want to like see that? that? Yeah. Um, I did like the scene where that guard that took the rice in finally dies. Oh, man. He just... He's sweating at the dinner table. He Doug, just falls. He's, but he's also cleaning a gun at the same time. Yeah. Cleaning a gun. And he ends up shooting the face cleaning off. Cleaning a loaded gun. That's a good That's a good rule of thumb, guys. Never clean a loaded gun. These guards have been serving Kim Jong-un for years. His whole life. They served Kim Jong-un's dad. And they don't know how to clean a gun? They left it loaded. He shot his co-guard and yeah. He starts having like a seizure and his co-guard jumps on top of him to try and save him. And then he just blows his brains out. And the, there's so much blood. The blood splatters all over the three children with guitars that are playing at this dinner party. He's like, look how small the children are. Look how big the guitars are. <laughs> and they're busting up. Um, I want to say something to you. Okay, go ahead. Do you ever feel... Like a, like a plastic bag. Feels so paper thin. Drifting through the wind. Um, no, but I do want to extend a sincere congratulation to Katy Perry, who is pregnant. Oh, is she pregnant? That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Hey, congrats, Katy. Caddy. Do you think... Um, I, no, I don't feel like a paper bag, but I do sometimes feel like a firework. Yeah, I feel like a firework. Because, baby, you're a firework. And you're a firework and make and, us go... And Otis over there, he's a... A dud firework. Hey, Otis, wake up. Shut up, Otis. Otis, wake up. Um, Favorite cameo? 
Oh, there are cameos, huh? Probably Anders Home. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Fuck, fuck. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Easily Joseph Gordon-Levitt with the puppies, man. He's in it for one second. Um, when Sony hacked, got hacked, and they released a whole bunch of documents, a lot of things got released, not just this movie, um, but the entire plot and script for Skyfall was released for the James Bond film. Wow. Um, a bunch of inner... Um, like uh, intercompany memos that essentially were like, we're not going to hire women and black people, right? Shit, and that then, could really get them in trouble. And it was very bad because everyone was like on it, like George Clooney and Matt Damon, and everyone was like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was insane. That they were for it? Well, they were just like also attached to this email. And um, But Man. not only that, a lot of budgets and stuff came out, a lot of money and how a much A lot was of numbers. Out. So one of the things that came out was how exactly how much they spent on this film. Uh, and at one point, they spent over like two hundred fifty dollars to have a table full of like fake drugs and shit like that. Two hundred fifty bucks for a table of fake drugs, uh-huh. and just like a whole, just thousands of dollars on random stuff. But uh, hey, you gotta sp- you gotta spend forty four million somehow. And you gotta make the set look pretty. I mean, they got some pretty big executive producers. I heard Beyonce and Jay Z did a cameo for ten thousand dollars a piece, and then they didn't even use it for the film. What the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah. Why didn't they use it for the film? Yeah. I would find a way to jam pack that somewhere in the film. But you know what? What? That's why your film would be garbage and not a piece of art like this. Hey, I if I wasn't defending this movie, I'd say fuck you. But, but hey, if I, you know, if you were hey, to make a movie, me. <laughs> if you were to make a movie, it'd be very much like The Room. Me? Yeah. If you, I wanted to say this. If you were well, to get a little bit, said it on the Room episode, then bitch. I forgot. Now you're saying it on this episode. <laughs> Oh, fuck is this shit? If you were to get a little bit older uh, and just have be a little more wrinkly, grow your hair out. I swear to God, if you're about to say you. I look like Tommy Wiseau, I'm going to slap you in the mouth so hard. I'm saying that you I'm could slap you play so Tommy Wiseau. In the mouth. Dude, James Franco played Tommy Wiseau. It's not James Franco an looks insult. like a gas station attendant who does he meth. He doesn't. James Franco is known to be one of the most attractive Ugly. men to a lot of women. Ugly. No. Ugly. I have to agree ugly. that he's an attractive guy. I have to agree that he's an ugly man. No, but does... He's, he... he's got the ugly pretty, which I'm not knocking because that's also what I have going for me. But his is that's why I don't like it because it's competing. It can't be... There can't be... There can't be... In, there's too many ugly pretties. Too many ugly pretties out there? Justin Bieber, also ugly pretty. No, I think he's just pretty pretty. He's really just pretty. He, I, I've never seen him with a beard. He looks like no, but you've seen him with that nasty, like gross mustache. Face. He has a mustache. You've yeah. seen him with his greasy, gross, blondie dread. Why are you upset? Why are you upset at these people? Because I want to be Justin Bieber. You want to be Justin Bieber? Out of all the celebrities that you could be, you would be Justin Bieber. No, I guess if I could pick any celebrity, what? Who would it be? I choose to be Ryan Gosling. A lot of people like Ryan Gosling, and I'm, a, I'm a fan of his acting chops. Ryan Gosling, he's the one that's dating Eva Longoria, right? Yes. I, I want to say yes on that. I would want to be Taron Edgerton. Why is that? I don't know. He seems like he's got an upcoming career. He seems like he's got a lot going for him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can't knock that. <laughs> Seen him in Robin Hood. and it was, I liked it. We did an episode and obviously I liked it. Did you see Rocketman? No. Did you see Kingsman? No. Did you see Kingsman 2? No. I, would, I don't really watch sequels without seeing the first movie except for sex in the city man is that about it i guess all right dude say bye to the baddies 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 if you've stuck around this long thank you i know it's another kooky episode kooky bookie another wacky episode where we don't really stay on track no but we talk about we talk about north korea more so than we talk about the movie but good thing the movie is all about 
South, South Korea. Korea. What? Oh. Bye. Bye.